glad to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this young lady on. She's a former TV news anchor and now is an independent journalist. Her name is Christy Lee. Christy, how are you? Good to see you. I'm doing great. Visiting back in Ohio for family for Christmas, and this is my makeshift terrible studio at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's very nice. It, it works just fine. Um, uh, re- really nice to make your acquaintance. You and I follow each other on social media, and I, I really like what I'm seeing on KLIM.news, which is where you do an independent newscast uh, just about every day. I, I, I love that you're, you're from the newsroom, and you realize, like I did a long time ago, that the newsroom isn't necessarily doing the job it's supposed to do. Um, I'm not really sure if this is true, and you can correct me if you've got a different story, but I'm pretty sure that news is just an acronym for, for Northeast west and south we're supposed to go out there and cover the stories do real journalism which is keep a journal of what it is that's happening in our neighborhoods but the newsroom changed to something very different didn't it it absolutely did and i feel like it has really changed right along with the integration of social media and my journey is one of evolving i love journalism i love being a news anchor and it was it was my childhood dream job and i'm so grateful and thankful i was able to get to do it But when I saw these changes that were just flat out wrong, no integrity, and so pushed by our advertisers, I knew I just couldn't do it anymore, especially with what we all saw happen in 2020. You know, it's interesting. We're from different eras. I'm older than you are. I was a TV news anchor for 14 years, most recently in Albany, New York in uh, 2005, which is when I said, you don't have to have an opinion. I've got to get out of here. But like you, I enjoyed going to work and arguing with the assignment editor or arguing with my producers or arguing with the news director about what we should or shouldn't have in the newscast. That was the main guy Monday through Friday on ABC's and NBC's and CBS most recently. And, and that argument fired. It fueled me. I love that. But at, by the end of it, when I said I can't do this anymore, they weren't arguments anymore. They weren't discussions and lively debate. What they were was, we're going to do this, and that's it. And I, I don't play that way, and I don't think you do either, because we know what the job is. The job is to just cover the news and present it to our, our, our customers. If they like the way that we do it, they'll come back and get it the next day. It wasn't about filtering out or censoring out or giving one side, and we were giving one side. Uh, do you agree with that? That's exactly what happened. That shift happened, and that childhood job you wanted wasn't what it was, or what you thought it was. There's no question that there's a shift to one side, and the question I think goes dif- uh, different than that. I usually sometimes refer to the media as corporate controlled because it truly is yeah. at both the local and the national level. I saw it happen in my local newsroom. I ended up uh, taking a job in California from Toledo, Ohio. I went to California thinking like, well, I'll learn about a different community. Maybe things are done a little bit different in this newsroom. I'll give it a go because I saw that there was advertisers and corporate interests that were controlling us even at the local level. Well, I saw that same thing, but I saw even worse than that because when I moved out to California, it was right along the time that the pandemic had just broke out. And suddenly we were just giving one side, one narrative. I was frequently seeing all of these things in my scripts that had no sources, turning to my co-anchor like, what's going on? Where's the source on this? And I was also seeing all of our scripts littered with adjectives. I, I was like, what is this? Are we a tabloid all of a sudden? So I did what a lot of news anchors don't, and I was frequently rewriting my scripts, trying to, if I didn't have the source listed, at least trying to find the source. And I would push back on my management and just actually give them play-by-plays of like, this is what the other side is saying, or or questioning them about like, why is why are there so many qualifiers to this statement? Yeah. I mean, why aren't why aren't we just giving the news? It was crazy. 
By the way, we love Toledo, Ohio. We're on live every night on WSPD there. Um, it, it's just, it's a great area. We've driven through many times because I've, I've got uh, family up in Michigan. It's just a great area. Ohio is wonderful. It had to be culture shock from going from Ohio to California. Was it, now, what part of California was it? I guess that depends as well. Well, I was in the Central Valley, so it wasn't completely crazy, <laughs> but it was California. So, yeah. I mean, we dealt with all of the same things, especially in an accelerated level with the pandemic, with everything being shut down and um, just this overarching need to feed the narrative of what was going on with the pandemic. Now, one thing that I do always qualify myself with is that um, I have a problem with the system, not necessarily people on the individual level. I do feel like people should be held accountable individually, but I also do know of some great journalists that are trying to bloom where they're planted, if you will, that do try and do a good job within the system. So I, I do like to say that because there are people I still respect that are in traditional journalism doing the best that they can with, with what they're given. I agree with you, but but here's the problem. There are people like you and I who will stand up and say, enough, either we do it right or I'm out of here. And then there are people who agree with us who are afraid to lose the opportunity. And I think at some point you've got to be pushed over that edge. What pushed you over that edge? And by the way, it's KLIM.news. Go and check out Christy Lee every night. Uh, her, na- her last name is spelled L-E-I-G-H, so uh, K-L-I-M is much easier to remember, I think. And on all platforms, she is at Christy Lee. TV. So go follow her there as well. What was it that pushed you out the door? What was the straw for you? The straw for me was really seeing colleagues. Now we're going to go back to an individual level. There were some colleagues that were arguing with me on social media because I was calling out the fact in public? that the front line- no, I, in social media. But, 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 but wait, but social media, media social media is public. They were doing it like online where people oh, can yeah. read it. I, but we were arguing with each other because okay. I was standing up. I was standing up against, uh, the censorship of the frontline doctors. And when I saw some former colleagues cheering this on and acting like that was a good thing, it absolutely blew my mind because the core of journalism is free speech and freedom of the press and being a voice for the voiceless. So the fact that any journalist would cheer on anyone's voice being taken away when that's a core tenet of journalism to be a voice for the voiceless absolutely blew my mind. And just the, the fact that they would... They went so along with the Hunter Biden laptop story and squashing that without yeah. even looking at the evidence. That also blew my mind. And so, I mean, I'm I'm a fearless person. You know, I was raised that way, you know. So I would call things out when I saw that it was wrong. And um, I was very vocal about that. And my news director and me were laid off within a month, month of each other. Now, yeah. it could be because it was the pandemic. And uh, that was the excuse that was given. It's, I mean, my my layoff papers say without cause. But I mean, the fact that my news director, who was on board with me and thinking that this was wrong, and me were laid off within a month of each other, it does make you wonder. Like, what? Well, well, what was it? <laughs> was well, it because I was too vocal? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well no. I, 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 well, I think you do know. I mean, obviously, it's because you were too vocal. I mean, if there's if there's without cause, and you you were literally an anchor there. They they said an anchor can be laid off. Really. Yeah, I was the the lead anchor along with my. You don't lay off the lead anchor. Come on, (laughs) Monty Torres. So, um, yeah, we were both laid off, and it was we were both like pushing back on. We were owned by Sinclair, and we were pushing back on on those stories because the thing is, is obviously you understand how the industry works. We're given a package, we can intro it, and we can we can tie it up at the end, but we have no control over the the package itself. So to have to put my face in front of this garbage, this clear propaganda was 
very difficult for me, and I wasn't going to just go along with it. I want to give people watching and listening a little bit of Inside Baseball. A package, as Christy said, is a self-contained report that's usually done by a different reporter. The anchor just gets the lead that's written by the reporter and then the tag that's written by the reporter. We could change the intro and the tag, but we have... That would make no sense, (laughs) but there it is. It just isn't there anymore. Very strange. We have not uh, had that situation happen before, but uh, I've got the entire story with uh, Christy that I'll try to post later on, and I have no idea why the, why the audio would have dropped out. That's weird. Isn't that weird? Uh, so uh, Christy Lee TV is her website, or it's her uh, actual social media presence, K-R-I-S-T-I-L-E-I-G-H TV, uh, over on Twitter, on Getter, on Truth, on anything you can find. Her website is news. And again, that now uh, immediately people are going to say, well, you've been censored. Immediately, people are going to say uh, somebody somebody did this to you, and that's not the case. Now, when I did the interview, the entire interview was there with audio, so I'm going to have to go back and check and see what happened to the machines. But that's weird. And no, it didn't happen after it left here. It actually happened on this end. So the audio actually went out on where I'm sending it to you. So again, just stop yourself if you're sending me some email about how it's a conspiracy and nobody wanted her to get her word out. Her word is getting out very well. K-L-I-M dot news. K-L-I-M dot news is, uh, or Christy Lee TV. And again, it's K-R-I-S-T-I-L-E-I-G-H TV over on all the social media sites. So what we'll do, we'll take a quick break here. I'm going to try to see if I can't work that, uh, that video back up and get it to you on Rumble tonight. If I don't have any audio on my end, then there's nothing I'm going to be able to do about it. That's very, very odd. So let's take a break here. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. I'll take a call or two on where you get your news, where you get your, what, what source you use. Do they actually use and attribute sources in their news stories, which is very interesting to me. I wonder what your, what your, um, what your go-to is when it comes to getting the property. Hopefully you're trusting us, but then you are skeptical and you go and check what I say as well. But that's too bad. Uh, I've got to see if there's any audio on that actual video and see what the heck happened. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Coming right back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. I do have the complete interview with Christy that we did before the show, and I'll post it up on Rumble and on YouTube tonight. I want you to go and check out Christy Lee TV over on all the social media sites, and KLIM.news is her website as well. Um, I don't know what happened here. The program that I used to uh, to play these back from, I guess, has some sort of a weird update, and it just stopped playing the interview. It's a great interview. I think that she's right on the right track. She's doing real journalism, and I want you to check out the entire interview. Again, check out Rumble, where I'm Joe Pags. Check out YouTube, Joe Pags Radio, and I'll have those up tonight, probably 10, 11 o'clock Eastern time, so go and check that out. We are getting some news into the newsroom, even as we speak. Democratic-led House Ways and Means Committee votes to release Trump's taxes to the public. This is written by Lauren Fox, Diane, uh, Daniela Diaz, and Herb, uh, Jeremy Herb. You needed three different people to write this damn thing over on CNN that was put out just a little while ago. Democratic-led House Ways and Means Committee voted today to make public former President Don- Donald Trump's tax returns once they're redacted 
for personal information. The panel approved a motion on a party-line vote to release the materials to the House, clearing the way for Trump's tax returns to be released publicly. It's unclear whether the public will see these materials. The vote was approved with all Democrats voting in favor, all Republicans voting no. Committee members uh, said after Tuesday's vote that the committee would release a report with supplemental analysis from the Joint Committee on Taxation. The Ways, Means, and uh, Ways and Means Committee will also release all information included in Chairman Richard Neal's request, which will include Trump's tax returns from 2015 to 2020. Those underlying documents, however, will need to undergo significant redactions first, Neal told reporters Tuesday. He expected the returns to be released in only days. I mean, of course, they're doing it now. Because if you do it now, the Democrats have the power to do it. See, this is what Republicans won't do. Republicans won't do what the Democrats are doing right now. And that's because they have the power, they can release anything they want. Because they have the power, they can do anything they want. And the Republicans won't put the brakes on it. Now, when Republicans take over in January, they're not going to be like this. If it's Kevin McCarthy, whomever else it happens to be, they're not going to be as effective as Nancy Pelosi was. Don't get me wrong. I disagree with everything, everything Nancy Pelosi stood for and stands for. But as far as the Speaker of the House, she was very effective. And we're seeing what they'll do. The Democrats still have control for a few more days. They're going to do everything and anything they can to make life horrible for Republicans. And their sole goal right now is just to stop Trump from running and winning again. They know that he's going to run. They know that he's going to win. So they've got to do everything they can. The stupid committee yesterday talking about criminal referrals, that's stupid. It's out of their purview. They can't do it. And now you've got a bunch of Democrats in the House Ways and Means Committee who decided we're just going to release his tax returns. Why? Who are you? Well, they're in charge. And they will be for the next few days. And as long as they're in charge, they will do what they do. And they won't stop. Then we've got this, where the Republicans are pretending like they're doing something. Twitter files, RNC demands FEC reopen investigation into censorship of the Hunter Biden stories. The RNC first files for an FCC complaint on Twitter censorship of stories related to Hunter Biden in October 2020, written by Brooks Singman um, over on Fox News. Only one person had to write this on Fox. It was crazy. On CNN, you needed three. On Fox, somehow they did it with one with one reporter. Exclusive, the Republican National Committee is demanding the Federal Election Commission reopen an investigation into Twitter censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story after the release of internal records by social media giant known as the Twitter files. In October 2020, the RNC filed a complaint with the FEC alleging that Twitter censorship of stories about Hunter Biden's laptop, his overseas business dealings, and then-candidate Joe Biden's alleged knowledge of those dealings amounted to an illegal corporate in-kind political contribution to the Biden campaign. Which is, of course, true. Twitter basically was giving free advertising and free cloaking to Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and that campaign in the hopes that he would win. The FEC dismissed the complaint in August 2021. However, on Tuesday, RNC pressed the commission to reopen the matter due to what it calls bombshell revelations regarding Twitter's censorship practices, which the party alleges contradicts factual assertions made by Twitter when responding to the initial complaint. These revelations, commonly referred to as the Twitter files, expose how previous senior management took active measures to suppress the Hunter Biden laptop scandal and other information harmful to the Democratic Party as its candidate, RNC Chief Counsel Matthew Raymer, wrote in a letter to the FEC obtained exclusively by Fox News Digital. Twitter CEO Elon Musk outsourced the release of the internal Twitter records on the, on the matter of Substack. Journalist Matt Taibbi 
who published a lengthy thread detailing the platform's censorship and the internal decisions that were made at the time. Twitter safety alleged that the articles on Hunter Biden were in violation of its hacked materials policy. The RNC pointed out the first installment of the Twitter files, which revealed it was routine for Twitter staff and executives to remove or otherwise suppress individual tweets at the Biden campaign's request. One record made public showed a Twitter executive forwarding a list of individual tweets to another with a statement, more to review from the Biden team. The executive responded, handled those or handled these. Handled means I took care of them. I deleted them. I suspended the accounts. I removed them. We kicked them off the platform. That's what handled means. They were working as a de facto arm of the Biden campaign and they were getting, uh, we're now finding out, help from all sorts of people in the DOJ. I mean, come on. The RNC also questioned Twitter's claims that it suppressed the Hunter Biden story in accordance with established policies and procedures. Instead, it appears the senior executives at Twitter knew that the company's existing hacked materials policy did not clearly apply and that they suppressed the story anyway. Raymer wrote to the FEC. Raymer also said the actions Twitter took to suppress the story far exceeded Twitter's usual practice in suppressing material known to be hacked. And by the way, we know that it wasn't hacked. It was his laptop. And he's an idiot. He left it at the at the repair shop. We know these things to be true. Now, is anything going to become of this? I don't know. You've got, uh, right now, you've got Ronna, uh, Romney McDaniel, who is the RNC chair, Republican National Committee chair. We've got Harmeet Dillon, who would like to be the chair. And we'll have her on tomorrow. The fact is, these materials were not hacked. They were sourced correctly. They were directly from the laptop that the New York Post was given by Rudy Giuliani. And then Twitter did all it could to stop it from happening. All right, there you go. And again, let me throw this out there. We'll have the entire interview with Christy Lee tonight on Rumble and also on um, on YouTube. You can go and check that out. So at the end of the day, um, I don't know what happened, why it stopped playing, but I know that I do want you to see the entire thing. It's just that good. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Do me a favor. Go to JoePags.com. Follow all the social media. Got to get out of here for Sam, for Kerry, for Kurt, and for Polo. Joe Pegg, see you tomorrow. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.